This is Grit for Glory, where we explore scripture and have real conversations about how to follow Christ in our world today. We believe God is real and life can be messy, but in everything we do, we are working for His glory. We are talking about my favorite topic yet in this season, which is discipleship. And um, it's a great conversation and we want you guys to join in. So let's get started. Hey friends, it's Amanda and Kara, and we're back with some more Grip for Glory today. What um, what are we talking about? Today we're going to talk about discipleship. Discipleship. The big D. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, that's divorce, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Different big D. <laughs> it's fine. In the kingdom of God. Yes, so the big D. D in the kingdom of God, which is discipleship. Yeah. So last week we uh, talked about purpose. Yes. Which... Um, kind of led into what our mission is here on earth, which is what Jesus told us in Matthew 28, which was to go and make disciples. And so today we really wanted to touch on, you know, first of all, what is, what is being a disciple? Yeah. How do, how do you and I, um, be disciples of Jesus? Well, but before we like, cause you just said Matthew 28, 18, go and make disciples of all nations. Like, I just want to mm-hmm. put a pause and I, I think we kind of talked about it last episode, but how important that is. Like if we're not all working towards making disciples, making people around us, not making, we can't make them, but, um, helping them become followers of Jesus and Mm -hmm. then helping them continue to become further and deeper in their walk with Christ. If we're not spurring each other continuously on, like if the early church hadn't done that, if they hadn't, um, continued that movement that Jesus started in his life, like none of us would be here. Mm -hmm. I I watched a really cool sermon series on Acts um, from the village church. And that's what they said. Like they kind of traced it like a timeline, like all the, everything started with this key moment, Christ's crucifixion. And then everything from Pentecost on, like if those disciples hadn't continued on, if they hadn't kept that forward movement, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't have gone beyond that area to Europe, to Asia and out into the world. And so I just want to stress how important this topic is for everyone. Oh yeah. And I think just, um, equally as important is figuring out or not figuring it out, but living and learning how, how to be a true disciple of Jesus Mm. as well, because we cannot Mm. make disciples if we are not living as a true disciple of Jesus. And that's what I mean. Like, I think it, we're going to discuss here how, Mm -hmm. how multifaceted it it is that we say discipleship and everybody thinks that like, you got to take a class or you got to be a member. You got to do the X, Y, Z, check the box. Youth group, um, where, uh, I don't know if this is like a, a Baptist thing, but we Probably. used to have this, it was called D-Now, which is oh, called yeah. Discipleship Now, mm-hmm. which it was like a weekend yeah. um, thing Fun. where we would go stay at Craziness. someone's house. Yeah. And, uh, that's what I, that was my first association with the word discipleship. Yeah. Because. But when you say that, that's a, a, like a small snippet of, you know, you're living outside of your comfort zone you're Mm -hmm. living in somebody else's house you're in a little group and you're learning and you're so there's definitely moments but yeah I think taking that like I've been to my own D now 
one or two. And so I could definitely say that we could stop there and we could say that, that that's where it ends. It ends at church, like the, mm. the things that they organize for us, those right. moments for the youth groups, those moments for adults, mm-hmm. like they are the ones that should be fostering discipleship yeah. within us. Oh yeah. Like, um, basically the responsibility falls on church leaders. Yes. Youth group leaders, pastors, mm-hmm. Sunday school teachers, those things that, um, I think there's like this assumption or this unspoken expectation that they are the, they are the ones who make disciples. Newsflash, it's not. Just in case you didn't know. Spoiler <laughs> yeah, alert. Because Jesus gave that command to each and, and every one of us. Yeah. And so, um, do we want to start with what it means to be a disciple? Yeah, because I bet we both looked it up. We did. <laughs> do you want to say the Greek word for it? Uh, I, I didn't look that up. Oh, you didn't? I looked it oh. up. Oh. She taught me on Greek. Y'all don't understand. I love I'm probably looking up Greek and Hebrew and Latin wrong. words. Oh, go ahead. I'm probably going to say this wrong, but it's Mathetus or Mathetos, something like that. We're going to start videoing these. I wish they could see your face. (laughs) You're like, oh, oh. I'm butchering it. Let me see. Mm. I think it was Mathetos or Mathetus, something like that. Keep going. Anyways, which... Um, literally means learner. So as a disciple, being a disciple is liter- means literally a learner of Jesus. And just a little bit... Um, Mathetes. Mathetes? I had the first part right. I don't know that she says it correct. Mathetes. Because <laughs> she sounds Hispanic, not... Anyway, sorry. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yes, means learner. I, mm-hmm. That's what I got. A follower of a teacher, leader, or... Or philosopher, and in our case, Jesus. Yes. And so just a little bit of context, because um, being a disciple, it was a common thing back in Jesus' day. So mm-hmm. prominent leaders, um, like John has had his own disciples, yeah. John the Baptist had his own disciples. Um, well, there were different Pharisees, Pharisees and scribes, and even the like the Greek and Roman philosophers would have right like a group that studied under them, that followed mm-hmm. them, that were their disciples. Yes, you and know. So what? Sorry, go ahead. that's fine. What these people would do though is that they would literally follow them around mm-hmm. every single day and watch everything they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, they basically, I guess you could say, they became like family. Yeah. Because they ate with them, they walked with them they listened to them they devoted their lives they devoted following and learning from them and i think i was um and i'll probably quote this book several times that amanda recommended to me and it's called building a discipleship culture by mike breen and the 3dm team and they were talking about how um in that day written information was hard to come by yep so in order to learn they had to really immerse themselves with whoever they were studying under. Yeah. So if they were studying under a Pharisee, they would try to do absolutely everything exactly the same as they did. So like how they washed their hands, they would do it the exact same way. How they would sit to eat or whatever their rituals and traditions were, they literally tried to copy them exactly. Which, side note, we should say that that's how the Pharisees kind of got to where they got and and 
all religious leaders of that day was they kind of got to this place where it was like, if you don't do it exactly how I'm doing it, then you're doing it wrong. Right. Which is not correct. Um, but that's where Jesus was different, though. Yes. Because, you know, Jesus totally flipped the script and said it wasn't about traditions and rituals mm-hmm. at all. It was about, you know, your heart and your relationship with God. And, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's that's what disciple meant in that context in that mm-hmm. time. Which, and... No, I mean, we'll go forward in what you said in a little bit, but I will say funny note because you said your your thought process of disciple. Like I remember sitting in church and them like go and make disciples and go be disciples, and I was just so confused because like I knew the twelve the twelve the twelve apostles the twelve disciples, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't understand how I'm supposed to be them. Like, am mm-hmm. I supposed to like pick a new name and like <laughs> go be in a fish boat and like be a like, I didn't understand, you know, and they would say, you right. fishers of men. Do you remember? Well, you might be a little too young showing my age here, but um, fishers of men became a really cool thing. And they would make those bracelets. Um, they were made out of, like, little fishing lure things. Seems familiar. And then the fish on the back of the cars, mm-hmm. the little fish yeah. decal. Be, the Jesus be fish. Fishers of men. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> fish. Exactly. Which is basically the only kind of fish I can draw. Which yeah. is like, I mean, that's the first fish we all learn how to draw. (laughs) It's still the only fish I can draw. I can can add, like, a little fin now. Anyways, so, yeah, I think hearing that alone changes the definition of go and make disciples. Mm -hmm. Because now you have put in, these are more like family. Mm -hmm. These are devoted people to learning the way that you live and the way that you act. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's kind of changed the definition. It's not just somebody who wants to learn. It's somebody who's devoted to whatever this... Right. In, in our case, we're talking about Jesus. So you're mm-hmm. devoted to Jesus. You're devoted to this group that you're a part of. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Or whoever you're learning from. You know, because we talked about being disciples or making disciples. Anyways, well, and she's looking um, at me like I'm no, crazy. So no, I'm like, am I'm I going off the cuff? I don't know. <laughs> My brain is. You're fine <laughs> because you're talking about the learning, and um, in this book they break it down into like we learn in three different ways, which is by hearing, which mm-hmm. is like listening to teachings, classroom learning, um, apprenticeship, which is where we study under a person and they teach us a set of skills, yeah. and then immerse immersion, where we just totally immerse ourselves in um, the experience into their culture or whatever. And that's often how a lot of people learn a second language is they just go move somewhere and pick it up and learn it because language is a lot more than just words. You know, there's, um, I don't even, there's like inflection and yeah. yeah. And so that's uh, being a disciple incorporates all of those things. And which is like, we learn from Jesus's teaching. Yes. We apprentice under, like, this is part of the discipleship part, part, under the discipleship part where we go have a mentor or somebody mm-hmm. above us who teaches us or helps us walk. Um, and easy on the word above. Like, we want, like, yeah, not, not above, above, but beyond, well, somebody, further in their walk. Like a you. mentor. Yeah. You know, someone we can be held accountable to, someone who can help teach us. And then immersion is, like, um, where we totally devote ourselves to the experience. Like, we're not just one foot in, one foot out. 
Like we are totally devoted into mm. following Christ and whatever that means. Um, and that goes beyond just going to church every Sunday. So I'm going to throw in some, I'm going to throw in some, some Bible, <laughs> some God, <laughs> because you say that, um, so when I was pulling different things, Luke 14, 26 and 27, you may have this, but if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Mm. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. It just made me think, as you were saying that, like full immersion into whatever it is, not one foot out, one foot in. And when I was writing notes and research, like when you say all of this when you especially that verse there like I don't remember where I was I was in church I think it was church I was listening to it and they were like God never said any Jesus didn't say anything like scary I was like oh yeah he did yeah that sounds pretty scary oh yeah you're telling me hate my own and and in my time of discipling well it sounds crazy I've been a disciple but in being in small groups and being in groups with people especially one we did last summer on um the Holy Spirit and people are like well you know what if what if God wants me to move to you know some foreign country and I'm like so what if they do mm -hmm. they're like was well, that scary and I'm like but yeah but it's not scary if that's what he wants you to do mm -hmm. and so it's kind of that kind of thing the denial of self and letting letting the comforts mm -hmm. of the world go Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying you got to go live in, you know, shack because God or because you don't want to be comfortable. I'm saying like whatever goes against his word, you now have a devotion to seeking and knowing him better. Yeah. And that's what I have here. It's like part of discipleship is losing yourself mm -hmm. so that you can gain more of him mm -hmm. because ultimately our desire and our goal is to be more like him yeah. and to know him more. And side note, it is hard. It is hard. <laughs> and, you know, just going back to kind of touching to what you were saying is so many of us as on in the discipleship process. And I say this as one who has been convicted of this. That's just a step in the journey. And I don't want to say it's an easy step, but it's just, it's just, a, it's, it's a, I feel like it's a big, but small step compared to the rest of the journey. Oh yeah. And I feel like we as Christians, church leaders, churches, all of us, we're all equally guilty of, yay, woohoo, you did it. We're going to celebrate you. You gave your life to Christ. We're so proud of you. Mm -hmm. Godspeed. Yeah. Like Go you. They give their they give their heart to Christ, and I just want to say, um, you know, we have there's a term if you, called Christianese, which in one of, in Christianese is just um, sayings that you'll find around church that basically on, only church members that know what they mean. Like yeah. if you were a total outsider coming in, you have no idea what they mean. And really one enough. of them is like invite Jesus into your heart, mm -hmm. and while that's not technically incorrect like that that wording isn't necessarily what being a believer means no. inviting jesus into your heart but that's a whole other conversation but it was just but it but it is because that is that is discipleship um is actively walking out your sanctification there's another christian yeah. word there but but that's it, a biblical word, like that's yeah. in scripture. It's more, 
than praying the prayer and mm-hmm. and then getting the fire insurance. And, I made you chuckle with that one. I'm like, you've never heard that, but that's you yeah. know that's basically what it is. You hear the you hear you hear what the flip side is mm-hmm. going to hell, hell versus and heaven. forever separation yeah. from Christ and uh yeah, no, I'll take that, please. Yeah. <laughs> give, so, give me a free trip yeah, to heaven, it please. Great. You know, so you give your heart to Jesus, mm-hmm. and then you go, you get baptized. I'm not and saying then, that's the only reason you'd want it, but, you know. And then um, you might get plugged into a small group, or maybe they just like, hey, come back every Sunday, and we'll see, and yeah. you can learn. And that's basically the setup for new believers. Yeah. That's how... And I much of the church is organized. Think a lot of churches and a lot of people they have they have things that classes or books or things to try to help yeah. you get there. But it's like you but said it's very the, much you go figure out how to be a yeah. disciple. Well, and it's like you said too, the classroom education is only one piece of it. Mm-hmm. Because I can read a book in its entirety and learn even all the, the wonderful things about, or even the Bible, all the wonderful things about how I should live my life. But that doesn't make me change my lifestyle because mm-hmm. my lifestyle is comfortable and good. And it's been working for the last 30 mm-hmm. some odd years. So why well, change it? Knowing versus knowing something. Versus living yeah. it out. Well, you haven't given me anything concrete that would make me want to change. Uh, in this book, they, they give the example of, like, um, a doctor. You know, you can have a doctor who's gone through all the schools, who's read all the books, mm-hmm. he's got all his certifications, but has never set foot in an, in, <laughs> in an operating room table yes, please thing. let him operate on me. And <laughs> it's just, like, it's a totally different thing. Like, classroom learning knowledge the passing on of knowledge through word is a totally different thing than um hands-on experience the practical application right which is why they have to do you know clinicals and and i think it's it's so true like as a believer it's one thing to read this in the word okay and that's another thing like in context this was written two thousand years ago when the world was a lot different than it is now and so living out these um living out these commandments practically today, what does that look like? And you you only really learn that when you walk alongside another more mature believer who has been a part of this, um, has followed Christ long yeah. enough to... And that's what discipleship well, is. That, that's why I was saying. Like, there's, there is, there's a you aspect of it, mm-hmm. and there is a them, us, mm-hmm. we aspect of it um because you know it's like I said like I I can read a book and know all the steps but that doesn't really help me know how to do it but hearing somebody say you know I used to really really struggle with anxiety like it would consume me but you know Mm -hmm. every night I started journaling out prayers before I go or whatever it is you know it's it's hearing how somebody walked with God through that moment to overcome it Mm -hmm. or, or are still struggling in it, but he is, you know, moving them closer to him. It's, it's, that is more concrete. That is, that helps my brain know. Mm -hmm. And it's not just me, it's all of us because you think back to the moments that you have sat in the seat of, or 
in your car and listen to a podcast, whatever it is, you've heard that speaker or that person share those nuggets of how God changed them or how Mm -hmm. God pushed them on. And you're like, oh, and it hits you. Imagine doing that up close, side by side with other believers. Imagine Mm -hmm. saying, coming up to them and saying, you know, my child is contemplating suicide. What do I do? Mm-hmm. How do I handle this? Yeah. What do I? Yeah, yeah. We, or luckily, I mean, our kids are a little bitty. We that also it. just reminds me of just experiencing any kind of loss. Mm. You know, like a great loss, and how to walk that out. And that's any any. There's just life is hard, and finding someone who has walked that same path, mm. and uh, that will help you walk through whatever season, whatever loss, grief, anxiety, whatever you're walking through, to find someone who can walk alongside you who's already yes. traversed that path yeah. before. Yes, and amen. And so, like, I just want to encourage anyone listening to this, you know, if you were that person who you feel stuck in your relationship with God mm-hmm. or you feel like you're going in circles, like, just personally from my um, experience, when I just felt like I was going in circles and I was never getting any true growth I just want to encourage you to um, find someone, a mentor, someone who can disciple you, mm-hmm. someone that you can go to with your frustrations, with your questions, someone who uh, passionately loves Jesus and walks yeah. with integrity and obeys his word and encourages you to do the same because that was a game changer for me, the absolute game changer and for I me. And I want to say that that person doesn't have to be like... We, doesn't have to we, be a church leader. <laughs> well, and we tend to put this like discipleship has like a a blueprint. I remember signing, I even told you that Jenny Allen had like a discipleship thing, which is great. She's mm-hmm. wanting to help us become disciples. But a lot of what she says is like, you already have it. Mm-hmm. Like you already have the tools that you need to sit down. And maybe you are somebody who needs to disciple somebody. Yeah. Maybe you need to be reaching out because you've seen somebody that you know and you love and they are struggling and you just need to invite them to coffee and sit down and make a weekly coffee date where we just come and we talk and, mm-hmm. and we read a little scripture over our situation, but we talk and we pray and we just are in community loving each other and loving God together because mm-hmm. that's, you know, we talked about that with our purpose, loving God and loving others. That's that's a key point in discipleship is loving him mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sorry. Okay, because I went blank on what I was gonna say. Well, and you said you know it changed for him, and it, it sounds like we're gonna give this big rally speech to go find a group, which I, I am, but I want to speak to the commitment with that because I just said find somebody and meet oh, weekly with them, and that would probably make a lot of people go. Every single week. Yeah. And it is. And I do want to, like, I can speak to that. It's hard now because, mm-hmm. you know, my husband's like, oh, you're going to go to She Tribe again? Like, you're going like, to, and I'm like, yes, because these are my people. And that, that time that I spend with them every Monday evening is like, oh, it's like right. a breath of fresh air because it is, it is a chance to go and bring what I've been struggling and be encouraged or encourage somebody else, which encourages me. Mm-hmm. It's in read God's word and talk about things that we don't understand and try to find answers together and celebrate the milestones and the moments somebody's, you know, 
having a baby or somebody's, you know, buying a house or somebody's, you know, starting back to school. It's, it's those things that you get to be to get, like, you think of your very, very best friends. Right. Like, that's what this community becomes. Well, and what I was going to say is, like, uh, another term that we use a lot is, in Christianese, is doing life together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and do life together. But that's, that's kind of the heart of uh, discipleship, is mm-hmm. doing life together. And what that means is doing the things that don't seem sacred, that don't seem um, church-related. Mm. You know, just having barbecues together yeah. or popping fireworks together or yeah. um, moving you know, just do yeah. your everyday Eating. life things. Game nights. But you do it together. And yeah. part of discipleship is when you're discipling someone or you're being discipled, it is seeing how someone does life with Jesus, the everyday life, not the mundane life, not just the uh, the sacred parts of like church and Bible study. Those are so important, but it's that's just a... A small part of life honestly like there's so much so many more things that have to be accomplished throughout the day we still have to do dishes we still have to run kids around town and go to the grocery store and so discipling someone looks like inviting those people along in those mundane things yeah. and um you know sometimes you can have those deep theological discussions and then sometimes you can just vent your frustrations, your anxieties, and then to pray with one another. And I also want to tell you, so commitment, because I didn't really stress it too much, but the, the commitment is, it it is a commitment. Yeah. And on both sides. Yeah. And we were kind of talking earlier and I'm, God, give me grace for, for those who haven't yet figured out that commitment mm-hmm. level yet. Because I get so frustrated with people who have excuses of you pick one and insert it there. And I understand we can't all always be there, but but you think about it like these people are like your family, your team, and by not showing up, you're not showing up for them. You're not carrying your your part of the you're not carrying your part of the load. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is a group, this is a community and we all depend on everybody because God, that's the cool thing about it. God always brings people together and every person has a part and a piece and mm-hmm. something that fits yeah. in the group. And so we need everybody. And we've learned that in some of ours, when certain people are missing, we're like, ah, oh, we missed that person in there. You know, funny words and funny things that they say. That's probably my husband <laughs> in the group, but, uh, or that, that they talk a whole lot. That's me. Um, and me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but you were talking about like um, the commitment, but it's, you know, it's a relationship. Yeah. And we're bonded together in love for Christ, but also it's a love for one another too. Mm-hmm. And that's what uh, Jesus said in John 13, verse 34 to 35 is a new commandment I give to you that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another mm. by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. That is, like, take a moment, let that sink in. That as disciples, we should be known by our love for one another. And with that love is commitment to show Mm -hmm. up, to be present. Um, And this, I have a hard time when people, 
um, there's a lot, there's, oh, there's a new book and I haven't read it yet, but I want to read it. And it's like when thoughts and prayers are not enough because so many people are like, oh, I'll pray for you. But sometimes we need, I don't want to say we need more than prayer because prayer is powerful. And yeah. that is when God steps in. But sometimes we say that because we don't want to step in. I was going to say, but do you really pray? That's, that's that a too. big test. And that was a conviction on my heart. It was yes. like, if I say it, I need to stop and do but it. I, it's, I'm not trying to hound on no, prayer. No, no. But it's like we use prayer as a band-aid as, or not a band-aid, but it's just, um, we use that when we don't want to step in ourselves. Yeah. And Well, and I, so I, I feel like I've talked about this before, but I, um, I heard a speaker one time, it was part of a, a leadership thing that we were doing at the church. And he said, um, there was a coworker that he had and his dad was dying. His dad was in the hospital. His dad was dying. And it was, like, kind of a sudden thing. Anyways, they weren't, like, super close. And this wasn't even a a, a, a Jesus thing. It wasn't even a Christian thing. But he, he said he went to the hospital. And he told them, I'm down in the ra- waiting room. And I'll be here for an hour. If you need anything, I'm here. You need me to, you know, go get you something to eat. If you need, like, whatever you need, I'm here sitting mm-hmm. in the waiting room. And he said, it was in, he sat there just... No expectations, just sat yeah. there. And in the last 10 minutes, the man came down and just hugged him. And he just hugged him back. Mm. And that's all he needed was mm-hmm. to know that somebody was there and right. then to receive that. And and his whole thing was just be there. Mm-hmm. Just be there. Even mm-hmm. if you didn't know them that well, even if you didn't, um, you know, even if you don't know what to do. Just show up and mm-hmm. be there. And I took that to heart because it it has mattered so much to me the moments in my life where people were there for me mm-hmm. that I have realized I don't always do a good job of just being yeah. there. And so now I try to look for ways, you know, a, a few years back, a lady, I didn't even really know her that well. We went to the same church and we like knew of each other, but her husband died suddenly. And they did a meal train thing for her. And so I signed up to do a meal. Don't, don't really know her. But mm-hmm. my husband's like, uh, A, you don't cook that well. <laughs> and B, you don't know her. And I'm like, I don't care. Right. And so f- from since then, every time there's a meal train, like I try to sign up for it. And y'all, I'm not the greatest cook, but I can follow a recipe. So. Yeah. And if I bring you a meal and it's horrible, don't tell me because <laughs> I don't want to know. But it's just like, that's how love it's supposed to look love yeah. and like li- love in action with so it kind go- of said in compassion but it's more than just words right yeah. it's actually walking beside one another showing up yeah when somebody has in those uncomfortable because it's yeah, uncomfortable it uncom- i never know what to say to people when um, somebody dies i'm like i'm so sorry you know, and that's not helpful because i didn't I, do it you and i went to a, a funeral oh, and yeah. then i'm not trying to pat ourselves on the back but it's just funny because we went to a funeral couple mm. months ago for a friend whose grandfather's passed and we just wanted to show up and support but half of the funeral wasn't spanish mm-hmm. <laughs> and a man and i we don't speak spanish <laughs> listen but now not to bring this up but like when your stepdad passed away yes. and we showed up oh, and, man, and yeah. your like your gratitude for us just showing up oh yeah like we didn't do anything. We no, didn't bring you a meal. I don't so know that much. we sent flowers. I think we sent yes, flowers. You, you did. And the church did. <laughs> it's those things I never think, both of which probably were me calling about. But yeah, It was. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, it's it's when you don't know what to do, do mm-hmm. something. And it, you're it right. Does. It like, means something. 
I have now put that shroud of guilt over. Like if I say I'm going to pray for somebody, even if it's okay. So somebody in your life says, you know, oh, I'm sick. And you say, okay, I hope you feel better. I'm praying for you. Mm-hmm. Well, then in a day or two, just send them a text and say, hey, how are you feeling? Yeah. Are you feeling any better? Can I get you anything? Mm-hmm. Or write them a card. Go stick it on their door. Or maybe go get them some Gatorade right. or some, you know, try. And I, and I just want to throw that out there, that part of this, um, part of that, you have to do that without expectations mm. of ever receiving something in return. Yeah. Because that is true love. Like, if you're expecting for them to do the same to you, now, if they do, great, wonderful. Yeah. But that, I mean, there's no good chance they will But won't. I will say that when you really get rooted in a community that is really walking in love and walking like Christ, those people will. Yeah, you do. won't have to ask for it. They will reach out in those moments, and they will do those things that kind of shock you where you're like, oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if we're honest, a lot of us have family that don't love in a biblical sense, which mm-hmm. is another conversation for another day. But but finding a true community, it is finding, it is a different kind of family because mm-hmm. it's a family like Jesus intended. It's yeah. a family that is sacrificing themselves for the end goal, which is him. Mm-hmm. So if we're all sacrificing ourselves for him, then nobody's looking at what can you do for me? Mm-hmm. How can I get ahead? How can I like? It's not a self-centered right. thing. It is a, everybody's focused on Jesus, and everybody's mm-hmm. focused on getting everybody closer to Him. And not only that, like relationships are messy. Yeah. And so oftentimes these relationships um, really grow us as individuals, as mm. believers, to become more like Christ. Be, like a soul soul sandpaper. Is that yes. what? Soul you and Jeremy deeper. call people who yeah. rub you the wrong way, but they are, God uses them yeah. to really and I, shape your heart. Yeah. And I don't want to put like this, everything is wonderful and can be, because like I said, at first it's going to be really awkward. And the second thing is, is sometimes yeah, it is awkward you are going to find people that make your blood absolutely boil because I have had those moments yeah. and, and some you, people are going to step away and say, this isn't for me. Yeah. And you people are not. And you may not w- mesh well with people. Like mm. there's just some people it's not necessarily you. It's not necessarily them. But you put your two, put both of you together, and it just doesn't mesh well. And that's okay. I have you know a lot what? Of those people. You can still <laughs> Souls love those people. You can yeah. still love them from afar. And that doesn't mean you have to invite them over for every Sunday dinner or anything like. Like you still want to invite them, but it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't have to look so. I don't know. Tidy. Yeah. Tidy. I guess the word is what I'm saying. So we've gone, I I feel like, and I told Kara this before we started, we, I feel like this whole season, which we're coming on the close of our Mm -hmm. season. That's so crazy to say. We have one one more episode after this one. Yep. It's almost in the books and it's so cool. And we're so excited that you're here with us. But I feel like in every episode we've kind of touched and our hope as we go on is to go even deeper Mm -hmm. and even more into these topics. So this was just kind of... A broad glimpse. It's a discussion. Of, of, dis, I almost said discipline, <laughs> discipleship. <laughs> um, and hopefully just an encouragement to find a community. And I, I want to say too, like, that was our hope in creating this podcast is that we are community for you as well. Mm-hmm. We are not. Right capable of actively walking alongside all of you, but in some sense we can. Like mm-hmm. we, we have, um, 
DMs on Instagram and Facebook and we they're open to prayer requests. They're open to we are here to be a part of your journey. Mm-hmm. I think. I hope. No, yeah. We want to um engage with you, get to know you and um I mean at this at this point, you know, our community is pretty small. And yeah. so there's a good chance that we we either do know you or we would love to get to know you. Yeah. And so and we're here for you. I, we right. like this journey that we're on is in the very beginning and it's mm-hmm. so exciting, but we I mean, we've talked about groups and and ways that we can um walk alongside of you. So if you have a suggestion, if you're like, you know, if y'all could put together some, you know, something where I could read and I could look up these scriptures and I could reflect on it, like, mm-hmm. let us know we're, we're, um, we're learning as we go yeah, and we're listening to God as we go. We talked about that last week. Some, some of our ideas are not always panning out. Um, but yeah, as we take a break from this season and we jump into the next one and we're getting ready for that. We definitely want to focus on you guys and whatever we can do with you. And so as much as we say, find a church, find a group, I mean, you have to find the one that, that, that fits and that is helping you and not mm-hmm. just being a part of right. group. So we want to say that too. If you haven't found one yet, that's okay. We're here for you. Yeah. We'll be your group. Yeah. We're, for sure. we're here. We're crazy. Th- that's but that's why we want to be here. We want to yeah. be here for you guys. And um, and I think just going off of that is sometimes, not every time, we leave off with a question. But the oh, yeah, one... forgotten that. Oh, yeah, we haven't done that every time. We're figuring it out as we go, guys. <laughs> uh, but what comes to mind today is just where are you in the process? Are you in a position where you need to be discipled? You need someone to help you along in um, your journey with Christ and just really kind of be a source of mentorship and leadership for you to help spur you on in your growth? Or are you at a point in your walk with Christ where you need to reach out and begin discipling others? Mm-hmm. I mean, really take a moment to reflect on that. And then what are you going to do about it? Yeah. And what are you going to do <laughs> about it? There's other step. Like, I mean, we... And you know what? Reach out to us if you need help knowing where to go. Yeah. You're like, okay, I know I need to be discipled, but... How do I find that person? Where do yeah. I go from here? Or ver- vice versa. I know I can be discipling others. How do I reach out to them? Yeah. That's a good conversation for another day. <laughs> I told you we opened the floodgates to more and more and more. And I'm afraid that our next season's going to be 45 episodes long. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we are so glad you're here with us. We're thinking about you. We're praying about you, even though we don't know your name. And like I said, we're here for you and anything that you need. And so we will see you guys, talk to you guys again next week. Um, Thank you guys for being with us today and discussing discipleship. It is something that Kara and I are both very, very passionate about. And I will say again, if you need some help, if you need some prayer, reach out. We are here for you and we are so just honored to be a part of your walk and a part of your day by listening to our podcast and again as always we ask that you connect with us on instagram and facebook grit for glory and if you don't mind make sure you hit subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review it really helps us out helps us get the word out helps us grow this so make sure you're back next week for another episode